Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, I wanted to talk to y'all about um, this recent trip I went on with my job and it's really an update to my dating journey too, like my taking a break from dating journey because I would like to say like this experience was really trying, you know, to be in a different city and be by myself uh, other than my coworkers and to just be vulnerable. I did a lot of reflecting while I was on this trip. And so I really just wanna share with y'all my thoughts and what I learned from this experience. So here we go. So I did want to come on this trip. Uh, This trip was for my full-time job, the one I told y'all about um as a social worker and my supervisor was like you should go this would be a good experience um and the purpose of the trip was to improve the access to our resources to our clients so we were problem solving and the trip was in Atlanta (laughs) so um if you don't know where Atlanta is definitely google it but i'm pretty sure a lot of people know where it is um and i everybody wants to be in atlanta like you know who doesn't want to go to atlanta so i was excited to go um for that reason but also nervous because y'all know i'm on my debt-free journey and i didn't want to have to swipe my credit cards um and run up my my balances while I'm trying to pay them off. But I was promised that my balance, that whatever I used on the trip would be reimbursed. So today is the last day of the trip. Uh, I'm packing up, getting ready to go to the airport. And I I just want to reflect on this experience because uh, it's really taught me a lot, especially when it comes to my thought processes around dating and kind of like what it's done for me. So since I've been here, uh, well, before I came, my thought was, okay, (laughs) normally we would be on somebody's Tinder, somebody's Bumble, somebody's dating website, and we would be swiping because who don't want to meet somebody in a new city like it was it would just be a great experience to meet a guy and go on a date and so I was like oh well we're not doing that because we are taking a break from dating so I had to reflect on those thoughts and really hear myself speak and I realized that men and relationships was the thing like it's been the center of my life literally since I was a child like my life has revolved around men and I did not know that I didn't know how prevalent that was because I've been so successful in other things finished school I've had friendships I have a relationship with my family 
But the thread that goes through everything is my value is centered around if I'm in a relationship. Like, this is the longest I've gone with no type of male attention, no type of, you know, romantic endeavors at all. And so even before coming on the trip, my thought process was, oh, we about to go in a drought, like for real, for real. Like it's easy to do, you know, no a break from dating or the no contact with being in your own city. I'm comfortable. I got my car. I can, you know, take myself out on dates. I can distract myself with my life. But when I got moved to this city for this conference, which was four days, and I'm not distracted with my life, <laughs> like I, I could be here and I can enjoy it. The first thing I went to was men. Like, how can I enjoy this experience with a man? How can I enjoy this experience with somebody that likes me or that wants to get to know me or validates me in a sexual or intimate way? You know, it's like, that's where my mind went to. And I instantly reframed that and I said, no, <laughs> this is the time to meet friends. This is this is who we're going to meet. We're going to meet friends. So as soon as I got to my first layover, which was in Dallas, Texas, I was like, okay, let's find friends on Bumble BFF. So if you don't know what Bumble BFF is, it is the Bumble dating site, but it has a BFF and it has a business portion. So you could turn off the dating portion and you can literally only look for friends. And it's really been a good experience with me. I've had some great friends that I've met on Bumble. And so I got on Bumble and I started swiping. And I had already been on Bumble in my home city, but it just seemed like nobody was really taking it seriously or people were just using it to pass the time. Like I would find some great people, but for the majority, I felt like people weren't really holding a conversation or trying to really get to know you or trying to take it past the app, even to texting let alone hanging out in person. So that just that was my experience in my hometown. But when I came here and I was in Dallas and then I came to Atlanta, I mean, it was so many black women. I loved it. So many black women and people were responsive. They were messaging back and they were open to the fact that I was traveling and I was just trying to meet friends. And I was like, wow, I love this. Like, I feel like a part of me felt insecure while I was back at home because I was, I I let people not want to take it off of the dating site, off of Bumble, mean something about me. Like, I let girls not want to hang out or not take any initiative to be friends mean something about me. But I met uh, this one girl and we went out to the mall before I came on my conference. And she was the one who said, you know, a lot of people just use this app to pass the time. And when she said that, that put it into perspective for me. And it took the, it took the uh, insecurity or the reflection off of me and that it meant something about me. And then also when I came here and I saw that the women were so responsive and actually trying to meet up, like, it it also validated me, too. 
And I, I really think it built my self-esteem. Like, it was a confidence booster that came from something other than a man wants me, a relationship. I'm somebody's girlfriend. You know, it came from, oh, I, I can have friends. Like, <laughs> I can have support. It came from a different space. And so that's definitely what it taught me, that uh, my validation could come from other things, that it doesn't just have to come from being in relationship with a man. Um, and also, shoot, I was just proud of myself that I even put myself out there, or even put myself in a position to be open, you know, because it can't always just come from, well, somebody wants to be my friend. The validation has to come from, I'm proud of myself because I am available for friendship. You know, it's coming from that internal validation of look at me, look at who I'm becoming. I'm becoming the woman I want to become. And that woman goes to another city and she wants to commune, commune and be in community with other women. And so I was just proud of myself for even doing that, like connecting with people. But also, y'all know it's a safety. <laughs> it's a safety concern, too. So um, I did meet this one girl um, who is from Georgia. She lived on the outskirts of Atlanta and um, got to messaging her and told her I was from out of town. And uh, she was like, okay, well, you know, let's go out. So she picked me up from my hotel and we went to two different places. And it was like a quick two hour um, time with her, but it was so much fun. Um, and before I went, I sent my location to my friend and I gave her my coworker's number. And I told her, um, girl, I just met this girl on Bumble BFF and I am about to go out with her. And I said, if you don't hear from me by 11 o'clock at night, please text my coworker and let him know exactly where I was. Cause this is my friend from back home. And so I sent her my location and she was like, okay, be safe. So I went out and I, it was so much fun. Like I felt safe before I got in the car with her. I called her just to make sure it was her before we met up, uh, before she came to pick me up. I asked her for her Instagram and I looked through just to make sure she was real. So I would just say if y'all are meeting anybody on any dating app or any friendship app or website, please do your due diligence to make sure that these people are who they say they are, whether that's a FaceTime call, an Instagram check, a phone call, a meeting in a safe space. You know, it was definitely a risk. Anytime you're meeting anybody, it's going to be a risk. But I mean, I felt like I took pretty safe measures. I didn't have a car. I guess I could have paid for an Uber. But like I told y'all, I'm on a budget. A girl can't be spending money on Uber right now. <laughs> but I was just grateful that it was a safe experience. Um, somebody knew where I was. My coworker knew where I was. My friend knew where I was. So if anything were to happen to me, somebody was going to know. So I felt good about that. Um... And then once I got to meet the girl that I met on Bumble BFF, when I started talking to her, she told me that she had actually traveled and met somebody else on Bumble BFF and they hung out. So it was just nice to know, like, I wasn't the only one, like other people do this. So I love that experience. And it was just great. It was great to know that 
I was able to hang out with somebody and take advantage of the opportunity of being out here uh, and actually get to explore the city and meet a new person. But another thing that being on this in this conference has taught me is that um, I'm kind of afraid. Like, I think the emotion that's showing up for me right now is fear around men. <laughs> because I'm telling y'all, every time, like, one of my coworkers from, because we are from different states, we all convened at this conference from different states. And it was like some flirt, flirting going on, I feel. I can't really tell. I feel like my my radar is off, which is weird. Like, normally I can tell if a man is interested in me. But while I'm at this conference, I'm like, is he flirting with me? I, I can't tell. And I, that's so interesting because before I did this cleanse, I was crystal clear. Oh, he likes me. Oh, he doesn't. It actually really didn't mean anything or matter as much. But I think because I am intentionally not looking for someone, the moment a man looks at me too long or uh, is making a joke, like this one guy, he intentionally sat next to me. He booted this lady out of her seat and sat next to me. Like, he was sitting across from me the first day of the conference. The second day, he made sure to sit next to me, asked me for my email so we could communicate after this conference uh, before we even needed to. I was just like, okay. <laughs> but it was a fear that struck inside of me because I'm like, uh-uh. I'm already preparing it in my head. If he If he asks me... If he's asking me if I'm in a relationship or he's trying to get to know me on a deeper level, I already got my phrase together. And like, I don't know how I figured this out, y'all, but I just prepared a speech that I was going to give to every man that tries to talk to me in these next 90 days. And that speech is, um, it's nice to meet you, but I'm taking a 90 day cleanse right now. So, um, we can I can take your number, but I can't talk to you until February. Like I I can only communicate with you about work. Or <laughs> like I just figured something that I was gonna say. And it hasn't happened. Like nobody has actually nobody that because I told you on the last episode, guys from my past have come back out the woodwork, these unavailable people. But these and that one guy I met at the uh bar when I was with my friend. But these, like, coworkers or the freaking guy that works at the hotel, like, people that I meet that I, in my head, I'm like, don't come talk to me. Please don't talk to me because I'm going to have to turn you down. They don't come and talk to me. So it's kind of like this fear that I have that's baseless. Like, nobody has actually came and tried to talk to me. I haven't actually had to turn anybody down. But it's just going through the motions, right? So I'm just... I'm learning this experience. I really feel like this 90-day cleanse is going to reframe dating for me. I am currently, let's see, we're almost two weeks in. I wanted to go ahead and, I was going to, not two weeks, four weeks. Um, I wanted to go ahead and make this recording because I had such a big, uh, will make this episode because I had such a big experience while I was here. 
Um, but I'm definitely going to come back to y'all with a six week update, eight weeks, like every two weeks. I just want to update y'all on this experience because right now at this moment, I would just say like, I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling open. I'm feeling vulnerable. And what I'm doing to combat that and to cope with the vulnerability is I am paying attention to my thoughts and I love breath work. I love meditation. And it's because it's like I get to come back to myself. Like when I meditate and I breathe and I, you know, count for four, uh, breathe in, count for four, breathe out. And when I'm sitting there and I'm just in my head and in my thoughts and focusing on my breath, I don't have to worry about other things. I get to choose what I worry about. And I think for me, the vulnerability and just anxiety around life and especially this experience comes with the sense of I feel out of control. And because and, and because meditation puts me back in the driver's seat, it gives me more control over my thoughts. It has been so helpful. And I used to teach uh, mindfulness in my uh, internship while I was in grad school. And so that's how I gained a love for it. But I will also put some uh, mindfulness apps in the show notes. Ones I like are open, headspace, and insight timer. Because you can find meditation for anything. Racism, um, being a woman, being a caretaker, being a mother. Like, you can find a meditation for anything. For uh, making a difficult decision or just want to let go of stuff like and the people that lead the meditations are just so good. So I've just been using that coping skill. Um, and also, you know, like I said, <laughs> talking to my support system, really relying on them and not judging myself, you know, for for what's going on. Just experiencing it because it is an experience. Like I told you all the weight loss journey. If you listen to the episode Plus Size, like losing weight has been an experience. By the way, <laughs> uh, update on that. I am exactly 40, no, exactly 34 pounds down. Yeah, I started at 188 and I am now 154. So I am 34 pounds down. And I do want to let y'all know how that is going, how it went. So I definitely be coming to y'all with an update on my weight loss journey and just kind of the thoughts and feelings and emotions that have come with losing weight and looking different. But like I said, it's all an experience. And so I I heard a saying this morning, you got to fall in love with the process and not just the progress or not just the outcome. You got to fall in love with the process. I hated that at first because it's like, bro, who who wants to fall in love with working hard? Who wants to fall in love with pain? Who wants to fall? I, I just give me give me the outcome. But honestly, like when you look back, you you like reflect on who you were and you find that you 
that you don't even know who you were in those moments because you were so focused on getting to the end goal that you don't know, you can't remember the pain. You can't remember the the hard days or you can't really remember the good days, the successes, because all you remember is I was just trying to get to my finish line. That's it. That's it. I got to think about college for me in those four years and how when I started college, those four years felt so long. But I'm looking back now, I'm like, man, that was just four years of my life. Like four years, my 24 24 years, that's nothing. But I wish I would have slowed down a little bit more and enjoyed the process of just being in college. I was so focused on getting out. So I'm taking a life lesson (laughs) uh, into my singleness journey, into this 90-day cleanse. And I am just falling in love with the process. Falling in love with paying attention to myself, with figuring out who I am. And I'm learning that I'm somebody who's kind of nervous around men right now. And that's okay. <laughs> so that's the update. Um, we're going to call it the four-week update of the 90-day cleanse, taking a break from dating. And so <sighs> I hope y'all found this episode interesting. Um, please comment uh, underneath the posts that I post on the Instagram page. I always make posts about the different episodes. And so if you found this one interesting, just let me know. Like, are you doing a 90-day cleanse? What's going on with, with you and your life? I'll put the link tree in the show notes so you can find our Instagram. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious about what y'all are doing. So anyway, Thank y'all for listening. I'll talk to y'all in another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you did, please leave a comment, leave a rating, and share the podcast on any social media platform using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls so I can share it, connect with you, and we can reach other black girls. All right. Thank y'all. Bye.